0: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the show, guys. I'm super, super excited um, to be joined by a special guest today. She has an amazing story, literally, the definition of a hustler, a go getter, um, someone who has just unbeatable drive. Um, so, I'm very excited to welcome Nashanelle Brown, founder of Create by Nashanelle Events and Marketing. Joining me today to talk about her journey, her testimony, and hopefully give you guys um, some inspiration and some tips. So say hello, Nasha.
1: Hey, how are you? Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely, girl. So I'm just going to hop right in it because I want everybody to get to the goods (laughs) and your testimony, girl, because you had me about in tears the other day. So tell us a bit about, yes, who you are, like what you do and kind of where you are now um, in your journey and your career.
1: Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, who am I? I am a sister. I am a friend. I'm from Alaska. Um, I'm a lover of art and all things, I guess, blackety black. I'm going to just keep yeah. that, you know, all the way. <laughs> 100. Um, yeah, I just I love my culture as a black American woman. I love what that entails. Um, and outside of that, professionally, I do. um I am in the event and marketing industry, so I'm an event specialist. Mm -hmm. Um, I plan and help execute um, virtual and live events for mission-based brands, um, low stress, high impact, you know, help with organization. I help with coordinating, implementation, management, logistics, um, the whole nine, design, you know, festivals, uh, panels, workshops, conferences, whatever you need. I'm here. so yeah that's what I do where I'm at right now as in geographically right Mm -hmm. right now South Carolina Columbia um hopefully soon making my way back to Atlanta Mm -hmm. but yeah
0: good well I know you and I had a chance to really kind of talk about how you entered into marketing like how that started and some challenges you faced with that and what really like helped me choose the topic for today was kind of how you talked about how you basically took a leap on yourself and like kind of jumped into starting your business, jumped into events and marketing and how you just noticed how it just like stuck with you. So can you kind of tell us about how that started, the challenges you faced with that and like kind of what got you through?
1: Definitely. So yeah, marketing kind of, it came to me, I believe Mm -hmm. I know I did go to school um, to get my degree in. Business administration, marketing, Mm -hmm. my first actual path was mass comm, mass communications, um, and that was in Raleigh. But yeah, transferred schools, decided to go with marketing because I figured, you know, with the world, we would always need marketers. Mm
0: -hmm. So
1: I'd always have a job. That was my thinking. Um, Right. Coming out of college, well, actually, in my last couple of years of college, I had gotten contacted by a friend at that time who needed help with an event plan, um, programming, logistics, just kind of getting everything together. So wind up helping her out. Um, this event took place in, at Prospect Park in uh, New York. And so I was in Brunswick, Georgia at this time, you know, in school, kind of mm-hmm. just trying to figure out what it was that I was going to be in life yeah Uh, playing volleyball all this good stuff and yeah she needed help with this concept so i did i helped her event went swell you know came back reported she reported that she definitely wanted to do more because of the reception so Mm -hmm. she wound up making me a co-founder of her organization at that time the name was black girl magic Mm -hmm. um and so i was able to help her facilitate coordinate manage the first ever like fundraising event that they did at the top of, I believe it was like 2015 Um, logistics planning whole nine. We planned that at the Bishop gallery in Brooklyn, New York. Again, me being in my dorm room um, in Brunswick and Mm -hmm. her being in South Carolina. So there was this, air or not air, but reality that, you know, I was working remotely, um, but wind up, we wind up getting it together, sold out the event. I mean, it was amazing. It was an Mm -hmm. amazing event. Like the reception was crazy. Mm -hmm. Got hit up by all of these like organizations and educational institutions requesting that we come and do this workshop format um, for black women. Because at that time the uh, premise was to foster healthy dialogue for women um, in urban communities um as it's to help facilitate healing, you know mm-hmm. and conversation about what we go through um just in our lives and our journeys, and so yeah, like that was like i I believe like my start because I swear mm-hmm. I was ready to like i was gonna drop college, <laughs> like yeah. I was ready to just risk it all mm-hmm. because I could see the bigger vision and um just I had that insight and I had that that um faith, yeah, that I think I had tapped into like what my gift was, which was being able to you know pull together these resources and facilitate and organize Mm -hmm. even from miles and miles away I'm still getting people to connect um, and come together for a common cause so Mm -hmm. yeah like my marketing met my events and from there the rest was history
0: (laughs) yeah I love that and I like how you kind of point out like this wasn't like you know a peachy creamy time for you even though you were making big moves and making things happen you were still kind of dealing with your own like tension of should I drop out of school how much should I like put into this like dealing with your own like personal things that you try to navigate this new venture yeah and I know you and I kind of talked about how you experienced like really dark times and going through pitfalls and like if you feel comfortable would you mind like sharing what those pitfalls were and like you know what got you through because a lot of times people when we take leaps we don't want to deal with the aftermath you know the turbulence that comes with leaping and sometimes you you have to just dig things through to get to that reward at the end. So what would you um, say about the things that you went through, your negative pitfalls um, that kind of help you get through that?
1: Definitely. Yeah. So, I mean, when I first graduated, you know, I I had no idea what I was supposed to do, what I was Mm -hmm. supposed to become. Um, Transparently speaking, my exit, like um, meeting with my guidance counselor, I was kind of telling him I was feeling a little insecure about not solidifying, you know, like a career position, like some of my um, classmates. And the fact that I just, I didn't have that direction. And he told me transparently, like, this was an old white man in Brunswick, Georgia who told (laughs) me like, yo, like real realistically, you're going to have a lot of, you know, just conflict um, Mm -hmm. being that you are incredibly intelligent, you are driven and you're a black woman in this Mm -hmm. industry who, you know, you can walk into a room and probably put a couple of some people on the table. And so yeah. I, that that always stuck with me um, mm-hmm. for some reason. I held that. And so I just, I, like, I decided, like, okay, you know what? I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to create whatever mm-hmm. this lane is I'm supposed to be in. Mm-hmm. You know, it's in me. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm the tool. So let me figure out how to cultivate yeah. it. Graduated yeah. college. When I first got back, um, was met you know, gracefully, thankfully, with a lot of support and love from, like, my friends and some of my mentors who actually, uh, you know, contacted me to ask me to help them out with some events that they were doing. First time I did an event, I might have gotten paid, like, $300, you know. Mm-hmm. It was, like, something like like, helping out some friends, but yeah. it was just like they, they came to me to, you know, with a budget, like, hey, like, we believe in you, you have, you haven't, we've seen what you've been doing. So like, help us. Um, Moving forward, they, yeah, did those events, they went really well. And it was like, okay, I kept getting contacted by individuals who would refer other individuals. So Mm -hmm. I just kind of followed it, you know, just kind of like, okay, I don't know what's happening, but let me just be led. Let me just be obedient. Let me follow. Right. And so, I, just moving with it, um, I was already going through like some personal issues with just like family stuff, mm-hmm. um, mental health issues. You mm-hmm. know, um, that's a really big theme and uh, mm-hmm. area of conflict within my family, transparently speaking. And so, mm-hmm. you know, my mother uh, was diagnosed with bipolar disorder when I was younger. Like, a lot of people don't know this, and I will share this um, with anyone because I do believe this is just a big topic that people brush over often. And we got to yeah. talk about it more. Yeah. When I first moved to South Carolina, when I was in elementary or I'm sorry, middle, um, my mother had a, and I love you mom. When you hear this, we got to share this with the world. Cause it's going to help somebody. Mm-hmm. My mother had a manic episode and was admitted mm-hmm. um, into the hospital. And so, you know, military brat here, don't know no, don't know anyone me right. my mom my brother my sister that's our family you know we have extended but we are who we are all we got mm-hmm. so it's like watching you know just watching the dilemmas that that br- that brought with my to my family over the years with you know other things being a military household and my father um when we moved here he had gotten shipped out to iraq i think he did two or three tours mm-hmm. the first few years we were here. So it's like me and my mom trying to figure this, this place out. Um, and South Carolina is rough. Like it didn't show us love at all. Right. Like, <laughs> and so, yeah, like it was like navigating that. Okay. Got out of college, you know, things had never really been repaired. We didn't, we didn't fix any of the issues that were already going on. So I'm out here trying to figure out what I want to do, who I want to be as an independent young woman and trying to, you know, be the adult kind of the adult mm-hmm. kid in my household. Yeah. Um. As the oldest, trying to be responsible, help my mother and my my siblings, and I'm 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 fa- like I am falling to pieces. Like you yeah. couldn't see it on the outside. Everything you know, I'm I'm gaining accolades and things mm-hmm. are going great. And mm-hmm. but inside internally, mm-hmm. like I was falling apart, <laughs> just falling yeah. apart. And so um one thing led to another in a nutshell the pressure the pressure um built for me i I felt like dang i don't even really know what it is that i'm trying to create i don't have any examples of what this is but i know it's something special there's people who believe in me but do i even believe in myself so i suffered from that like imposter syndrome to where it was like, yo, I can't, I shouldn't even be doing this. I don't feel comfortable charging people, you know, any more money that I'm not experienced yeah. and doing like, can I even take money and you know, for this gift, I guess, because mm-hmm. that's what it was. It didn't feel like work. So it's mm-hmm. like, oh, this doesn't feel right because I'm not I'm not laboring for this. Yeah. So yeah, I fled. Like <laughs> I have one of my last events was helping Steven. Um or I'm sorry, No Money no money Incorporated. Mm-hmm. Um, he did a a Vault Series event with Tanya Rapley. She's a financial educator and like expert. Did that event. It was so amazing. Like the, the air, the room, it was everything I could have dreamed of. Like what probably if I would have stuck with it, you know, put more effort, could have helped propel me. Mm -hmm. It shook me. Like it shook me to the core. I left. I I moved to Atlanta, (laughs) like packed my car, packed my, you know, had like a couple hundred in my account and took off. Was like, yo, let me just figure out, let me go get more experience. Let me just go work. Let me just, Mm -hmm. you know, do what I got to do. But doing that prematurely without having a you know, contingency plan or mm-hmm. knowing exactly. I didn't have resources to the to an, uh, an extent. I kind of just got a, a couple serving gigs while I was here and was like, yeah. yo, I'm going to figure it out no matter what. Um, I have enough faith. I have enough willpower. I'm, I'm street smart enough. I know I can figure it out. But
0: was yeah. like
1: homeless for a season, you know, hopping couch to couch. Yeah. Um, just having conflict with like friends, family members, um, to the extent that I had learned through that time that I am actually a hyperactive, depressive person. So, mm-hmm. you know, the the apple didn't fall too far from the tree. I do show characteristics at times of mm-hmm. potentially bipolar disorder. I've never been diagnosed. I've never taken medication. Um, I've always just been very aware of, you know, myself since mm-hmm. I've watched my mother kind of, kind of go through what she went through.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but I believe... And to this day, um, you know, it's something I'm still kind of processing. I'm going to therapy. I'm, I'm dealing with it. But, you know, I, I, I hit a peak where I was, I guess, just moving so much, trying to figure it out so much and feeling trapped within myself and the pressure of, like, it was my own, like, yeah. self-imposed pressure. Yeah. Like, I crumbled. And I actually um, had an unfortunate um, episode where I came back, came to South Carolina um wind up like getting into some conflict with one of my siblings um, at that time. And like one of my good friends had been the one to kind of intervene and step in to support me during that like emotional roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Wind up having like I, I think I snapped mm-hmm. um, and wind up actually attempting suicide on myself mm-hmm. um, and had to be found like in the woods, you know, with the gun. Like by my father, which Mm. I can't imagine how traumatizing that was for him, you know? So all that to say, like the pressure that I put on myself for one, um, I think that just came with probably just looking too much, looking outside of myself too much, not having enough foundation, not having enough grounding Mm. um, was what kind of broke me. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. From that time, like, I kind of just went on this. Like, I was already kind of like journeying into my spirituality, figuring out, okay, what does it mean to be rooted and and mm-hmm. and have beliefs and mm-hmm. morals and principles that you, you honor, and and what does that look like, and and what are those? Um, and figuring that out for myself and cultivating that. Yeah. And then, like, leading with that um, to where I just I went like hellbent on, yo, I got it, no matter whatever cost, whatever it takes, I need to be, be grounded. I need to be settled. Um, and I need to fix whatever's going on in my mind. So that's Mm -hmm. been my path for like the past three years or so, like just making sure that inside, like, yeah, okay. It's cute to like be ambitious and driven and and have accolades, but like, yeah, that's a part of the process when you're, when you're in your purpose or, Mm -hmm. you know, you're, you're moving, I think with obedience to just what it is that you're called to do, Mm -hmm. that's going to happen no matter what, what you can't get back. Like that, that mental stillness. And so, yeah, yeah, like that's um, mental health and all the things that it comes with. And as it relates to this professional stuff, like, I'm just big on that, like I'm an an advocate. You gotta take care of yourself before anything, before everything, so yeah.
0: Absolutely, I just, I appreciate your honesty and like your, like it takes a lot of transparency to be able to share something so intimate, not only about your mother, but also your personal experience with mental health and how you dealt with that and how you dealt with it while being functional. And that's something people sometimes don't think about is how people continue to function while they fight those battles. And so it's important to kind of just think about that, continue to give yourself grace and, you know, find ways and resources to kind of help you navigate that and find that stillness that you talk about. So um, what would be some advice that you would give to someone who is in a place where they are feeling like, I don't have any other options, I'm stuck, like the world is falling on my shoulders. What would you say to them that helped you kind of push through that season and kind of continue to now keep that balance?
1: Yeah. Um, first and foremost, I know often when you are going through those episodes, depression, um, you know, any type of bipolar disorder or um, any type of mental ailment or difficulty. I don't like to call it ailment. We're just mm-hmm. we're just different. You know, mm-hmm. our brains are wired different. Our hormones are wired different. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to. It's it's it it's often that the first thing that happens is you start to isolate yourself.
0: Mm-hmm. So that's
1: like one of the first things that I started to do. I'm I'm a very warm and loving person.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. But I started to shut myself off from, mm-hmm. from people, my friends, my family, like just not having intimate conversations with them about what I'm going through or how I was feeling. You know, I became one of those like fake positive. I like to call it like the, everything is okay. Like even, my legs are on fire. Mm-hmm. Oh no, this is okay. This is great guys. You know, mm-hmm. like that type <laughs> of like, del- and I'm not gonna say delusion because yeah. to an extent, it's a coping mechanism, but yeah. just not even like wanting to acknowledge, um, how, how dark my mind right. was being. Right. And so, yeah, like being aware, trying to be mindful and aware of, of that, of those, you know, symptoms and then, being okay, just like asking for help or just literally saying like, yo, I'm not okay. Because we, you know, you, you like to, when you're in that moment, you think that there's nobody who can help me. Mm -hmm. There's nobody who cares. I don't want to burden anybody with this. That was my thing. Mm -hmm. Like I've always had to be big sis, you know, and, and put the team on my back. So it's always been, they already there's a there I'm already the the solution person I'm the solver so I can't bring more issues you know what I mean to Mm -hmm. what's already going crazy and chaotic so Mm -hmm. I can't tell anybody there's nobody that can help me that was that was my thinking so yeah like first trying to go come back to awareness um which has to it has to the stillness um is Mm -hmm. necessary um not distracting yourself from it, but just being able to sit and face it and, and it's okay to acknowledge it and it's okay to you know just take it for what it is, feel the feelings because they're feelings it's temporary it's not going to last forever um, but those those permanent decisions that you make out of reaction to those feelings you know that can be that can be that can be it like mm-hmm. in my case, so acknowledgement, yeah. acceptance, and then just reaching out for help like yeah. telling anybody and. Um, I know in that time for me, like even in the midst of my chaos, it was my community and my friends who saved my life because I, I don't remember too much. Cause I think I was in that zombie mode when I was mm-hmm. slipping, but yeah, I sent my, me and my, one of my best friends, Latasha, um, we were, we communicate, she was, she's Navy, she's overseas. We communicate all the time. We were texting and I sent her a really cryptic message at like early am like hey hope all is well love you girl you know look i i like keep thinking about it and i want to do it but i don't like my last message to her was like i don't want my family to have to deal with it or like have to pay for anything you know what i mean like that mm-hmm. was where my thoughts were and so she knew something was wrong like she just knew like yo what what's going on yeah. like, you know and wind up reaching out to like all of my family members from all the way across the country um in South Carolina in Atlanta some friends I had like yeah like did the outreach for me got like pretty much a search party going because they couldn't find me that was another Mm -hmm. big thing like I I dipped out like nobody could contact me Mm -hmm. um and so yeah like your community you got to lean into them and especially in those times
0: absolutely I I just I told you this and I'll say it again. I just I love your your authenticity. I love your story. And I just I love your grit and your passion. And I love your passion for mental health and how you're just using what you experience to really kind of shed light on it and help other people. And so I guess my closing question would be like based on kind of where you started and where you are now, I know you have so much more to achieve and so much success ahead of you because you're just a gym, you know, and you're such a Thank hustler. You. Absolutely. But what would you say, you know, when you compare who you are now to who you were when you kind of first started out, you know, pursuing your business and your goals, what's the biggest thing that you feel like you've learned? Or what's the biggest change you've seen in yourself?
1: Mm, that's a good one. <laughs> I would say, it's my self-certainty because although I've, I've always had an awareness about myself, Mm -hmm. it's the permanence of the confidence that I now have and the assurance. Um, I've always been strong willed, but I mean, when I say you, there's, you can't break me. There's nothing you can throw at me that I won't, overcome Mm -hmm. and so I'm all I mean I've always been a tough cookie um but it's it's also met with a lot of grace Mm -hmm. now it's it's not so much harshness Mm -hmm. um as I'm seeing myself overcome that survival mentality of like Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to get through things because I think with a lot of hustlers like that's that's it like I'm doing this to get out you know I'm doing this to get by or I'm doing this to make better Mm -hmm. but now it's as I, I've been sowing those seeds and planting and, and tending to my garden and I'm seeing my flowers bloom, I'm, it's definitely that, that transition from surviving to thriving. Mm-hmm. Um, tom Thomas Thompson, sorry if I mispronounced her last name. She, she's a motivational speaker coach. She's the one who I remember she gave me a, a talk right before I left for Atlanta one of the first times and use that language going from survival to thriving. Like, yeah, mm. that, that's the biggest I love difference. That. Yeah. That's the biggest difference. Like it's, it's that assurance, like everything, it's not always going to look okay. It's not going to mm-hmm. feel okay all the time, but that's a part of the journey. That's a part yeah. of the beautiful part. Um, And I think the fact that we're allowed to, overcome and like have that willingness despite all of the rough parts and patches of this experience this life experience you know on just even like a social level or universal level yeah that's what connects us that's what makes us all beautiful Mm -hmm. um but that's to be honored like that's a gift like it's people we don't not everyone gets that chance to overcome you know we have so many stories mm-hmm. just so many stories and so the gratitude for me um it's the gratitude for me yeah like <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it I am I I wake up every day like yo no matter what anything that I go through this is this is awesome because it was a it was a time where I couldn't see any of this for myself I couldn't see past mm-hmm. that one moment and now look at how far my horizons can be as long as I stay open and, and grateful for it. So oh, that's, that's I love
0: that. it. I love it. Well, girl, I, I, I love your story. I thank you so much just for taking time out to sit with us today and come on rough cut reality check and just just preach honey because i'm over here getting my life together as you were speaking so i just thank you so much for your time if you want to take a second and share where people can find you um plug your business i know it's a lot of people who are trying to plan virtual events now so yeah. definitely let us know what we can find create by nashanel
1: absolutely so you can find me right now my website it is. It's it's a wait list going on. We're under a little construction, <laughs> but it's okay. You can you can um go ahead and um, subscribe to my email list and you'll be notified when things go live. It's national spelled N-A-C-H-A-N-E-L-L-E dot com. And then of course you can follow me on IG at same spelling, Nationelle underscore. Reach out to me, um, you know, chop it up with me, communicate. Mm-hmm. I'm building an incredible team of um, people around me mm-hmm. that also are helping me to facilitate some of the work I'm doing, which I'm mm-hmm. grateful for. So yeah, I have a, distinct team yet but you know hopefully carefully yeah i could i could be that leader for someone else to to sell into someone else (laughs) so yeah Yeah. we i i say we a lot because i'm manifesting that we would love to serve you you know we would love to serve you we'd love to help we'd love to facilitate your next creative vision whatever that might look like um on the marketing side the campaign digital Mm -hmm. virtual live we the world's going to open back up the street's they're open so look yeah. we, ain't, we ain't done yet <laughs>
0: i know that's right i love girl i love manifestation we gonna speak it and declare and decree yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm also gonna drop all not Nach- information in the description box of the show so you guys can also look there for the spelling and the links um national thank you so much for joining me today i'm so excited to have had you and um, i'll catch you guys next week make sure you uh check out the show comment um, leave a review post your favorite part of the show she dropped so many gems and really special moments i hope you guys um, were touched and inspired by something um, thank you guys so much for listening and we'll get
1: thank you it's been an honor.